Let's go back to the um, army, army leggy bones. So to the army leggy bones. <laughs> so last time we talked about the axial skeleton, all right? That was your brain spot and call them uh, thoracic cage. Today, now, whichever time this is going to be, whenever you it's are still hearing the this. the same night. It is still the same <laughs> night. I'm going to split it. So Sal, you may listen to this on a different day. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep Sal in mind, Greg. Come on, all the Sal's out there. All the, tell you Sal's out there. Uh, so now we're gonna talk about the appendicular skeleton. So this is the army leggy things, all the knot, all the knot center part. Um, so you think of uh, of your arms, your legs, but also your hips. So like your your pectoral girdle, um, not your pectoral girdle. We already talked about that. Um, your pecs are up here. What do you pecs. call it? It's a girdle. Your pelvic girdle pelvic is what I was reaching for there. Don't think of it as a girdle, but it is shaped like a cup. It really is just kind of holding you up. Boop. Very strange. Hips. So the pectoral girdle. You're a hippie fella. You're a hippie fella? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't understand. Wide childbearing hips. I see. Yeah, so, <laughs> so you can tell a female skeleton from a male skeleton uh, just by looking at the hips. So there's a notch so that your your hip bones are two different bones that get fused down the middle um, or connected, uh, interface. Another joint, an immobile joint. An immovable joint. Uh, but they do so at an angle, and that angle is much sharper in men. Uh, whereas with women, uh, the angle between the two is much wider. Because so we don't have to blow babies out of it. Because we don't have to do... We don't have to... <laughs> You're a child. <laughs> That's why that would go in the Vagina Podcast. We really should just do that. Take a drink, everyone. Talk about a future podcast. So the pelvic girdle... Uh, if you feel like your hip bones, right? What people talk about their hip bones, you know, put your hands on your hips. That's your uh, your iliac crest. Um, just for a little bit of feeling around, and then uh, the forward-facing parts that you could uh, could bruise um, by sitting weird or whatever. That's your pubis. Your pubis. The ones that hurt when you're on a bicycle. The ones that hurt when you're on a bicycle. Yeah. That's how you find your pubis. And the other main the other main important uh, function of your hip bones, of course, is articulating with your legs. So everybody thinks about your femur is the classic big looking bone. It's got a big old knob on one end. Um, and move your leg around, you can go in all directions. So there's really two kinds of joints in the body. There's hinge joints and ball and socket joints. So think about flexing your, your, your biceps. You're just, you can only go one direction with your elbow. Whereas something like These your- These are all the types of joints. With something like your shoulders or your hips, they can go in all kind of wiki way directions because there's a big ball on the end of your femur that fits in a little socket that's in your pelvic bone. Uh, and so you can talk about even the homology, so homology being two similar things in a different organism or in a different place. So your hip bones, and so like your femur and also your humerus, they're pretty equivalent, right? Because they're just two parts of the same section of two different parts of limbs. We've just specialized one for standing on and one for moving around and doing things. In the same way, your hands are just like your feet. They've got all the same, essentially matching bones, just grown to different proportions. So you can even kind of see some comparative anatomy within yourself. So that's part of being a uh, te uh, tetrapod, being four-legged. So we're technically four-legged. We just choose to only walk on two. Yeah, because you can walk on your hands if you want, and you've picked things up with your feet. 
I have. I made a. <laughs> I made a sandwich with my feet once. What? Did you eat it? No, no, good, I did not. Why? Who? Who? Who told you to do that? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you? I was probably in middle school. I think. Where'd you get this idea? Because it sounds gross. <laughs> It was pretty gross. Spreading the mayonnaise. Like, it was hard. <laughs> it's hard to manipulate a knife with your toes. But you can just kind of fit it between your big toe. Your parents must be so proud. <laughs> they probably pretty clearly weren't home. Because they didn't throw out the mayonnaise after. <laughs> so do you want to talk about the legs then? <laughs> sure, let's talk about legs. So, we're bipedal organisms. Which is not normal. Most things, most mammals walk on all fours, like you said, tetrapods. Uh, humans and uh, a small group of other animals. Chickens. Yeah, chickens. Uh, yeah, birds, for sure, because birds are all about that. What's that type of dinosaur called? Uh, th- it, oh, man. Because there's two different um, hip styles, basically. And there were, there were things, big things like uh, Brachiosauruses the- and Triceratops and the big four-legged things. Their hips uh, were basically like inverted, like their their hip bones bent um, one way, and then things like T Rex and Raptors, their hips bent another way, and uh, that those are the ones that eventually became birds. Things like Raptors and uh, and T Rexes are more closely related to uh, chickens and stuff than like a Triceratops would be. And so they're all they're a bunch of two legged animals. And things like ostriches. You want to look <laughs> at some with nice legs. They're so weird. But there's a lot of costs to being bipedal, right? So uh, you have to put way more load on two of your four possible limbs. So you have to hold the whole rest of your body. So the femur, the big bone in your thigh, uh, since since your long bone, the longest, strongest bone. um, Stronger than uh, steel, uh, by weight anyway. Has to hold basically all of your load. So it has to be as strong as steel. So, like, you think the stereotypical bone-looking thing, like, if you're going to watch beginning of 2001 Space Odyssey, you throw the bone up, like, that's that's a femur. And then it becomes a spaceship. <laughs> Which my femur became spaceships. <laughs> so, if you break your femur, you've done something wrong. You've done something very, very wrong. I I could be wrong about this, but I think that my dad broke someone's femur. Yeah, when he your dad f- broke someone else's femur. Someone else's Doing femur what? in football when Ooh. he was in high school. Ooh, straight, okay. the bone stuck yeah. straight out out the pad. But it could have it could have been um, tibia fibula. It could have been Shit. a tibia or fibula. Yeah. But now that I'm thinking about it, uh, either way, that sucks. Have you ever broken a bone? Uh, not in living memory. Uh, when I was a baby, my brother threw me off a bed. When I was an infant, because he's an asshole. Uh, He's two years older than me. So I was an infant, and he was like a three-year-old. So, you know, they're all evil, three-year-olds. So there are baby pictures of me in a cast, in like a leg cast. But ever since then, never broken anything. Yeah, how about you? I've broken a lot of bones. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've broken a lot of bones. I've fallen out of trees much? Well, so so the big one is I broke both my arms at the same time. Um, on the monkey bars, uh, I've broken. Tell both. me how. Don't go past that. <laughs> how do you break both your arms on monkey bars? We were running and jumping from like uh, the platform mm-hmm. to the furthest bar that we could. So you first you mm-hmm. run one, distance, then you jump to two, hang. then the three. Yeah. Uh, and I had the most. <laughs> you won though, right? As long as you well, won. Well, so then another kid got got one more than I did, mm-hmm. and that's can't stand for that. 
So I, I went and tried to go for, I think it was eight. Um, and I remember running and jumping and trying to grab the bar and missing it. And then just coming straight down to my arms and they both just So snapped. you like locked out your arms? Yeah, locked out, down. tried to break my fall. Ooh, yeah. Figured it was better than my face. Probably didn't figure, I mean, didn't figure. It's all reflex. Gotta learn how to tuck and roll. <laughs> didn't have those instincts as a kid. Not yet. Yeah, so I had two big ass casts. Oof. Uh, couldn't even close my hand. And teachers kept me in for recess for bad handwriting. When I had a pen, <laughs> there was like the thickness of a barbell. Anyway. What else you break? Uh, broken both thumbs, one, one, one more time than the other. Uh, most notably with a boomerang. I threw a boomerang. Uh, spent all afternoon trying to get it to come back to me. Remember you telling me that story? Finally did, and I snapped, snapped my thumb. <laughs> Success! <laughs> I broke my nose one way, and then back another. Uh, two separate incidents, one football, one running into a tree. You ran into a tree with your face? It was dark out. We were playing manhunt. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember any others, but there might be. Dislocated. Oh, there must be. Based on the, the, the laundry list that you just gave me, there's got to be more. Dislocated the same, same shoulder three times Ooh, yeah. in one day. That sucked, too. Don't play football, kids. It might be fun, but it hurts. hurts a lot. Yeah, you'll get a concussion anyway. So your shoulder, so dislocating your shoulder, mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about the ball and socket joints of the femur, is the same deal with your shoulder bones. Um... So if you're looking at the comparative anatomy. Yeah, because you have you have ligaments, and then on your muscles you have tendons. And once you stretch them out, they stay stretched. So it's the same for uh, if you roll your ankle. So if, if you dislocate your hip, or if you just you know extend your hip too much, your hip or your shoulder, uh, if it happens once, it's more likely to happen again. Mm -hmm. And if you do it more and more and more, it just gets worse and worse and worse. So part of that, the reasons why uh, sprains don't heal very well. Uh, so you think about your skin, right? Your muscles. There's really they're super vascular, so they've got tons of blood network going to them. So your blood is how your body sends the stem cells it needs and the supplies it needs to to replace itself and to grow better. So your tendons and all your connective tissue uh, are nowhere near as vascular. There's not as much blood going to those those tissues so it takes a lot longer for the body to heal in the first place let alone the physical properties of it so what you think of as your shoulder right is made up of uh really kind of three parts so the upper part of your um humerus, humerus. so the ball part of the ball and socket and then the socket is formed uh by your clavicle and your scapula so your clavicle is your collarbone you got your two little s's there um and that sucks to break. And it's the most common broken bones, like really exposed, pretty thin. And then your scapula is your shoulder blades. So it's this big flat process that all of the muscles, because there's so many muscles in your back, all of those connect on the scapula in weird ways. So you need bones for the muscles to attach to. So that's what the scapula is. And then between those two, there's this little spot with tons of tendons and cartilage and whatever else that your uh, that your humerus can connect to. Then uh, further away from the center of your body, so distal of your humerus, is your radius and your ulna. So your forearm is made out of two bones. Think of like a chicken wing bone. There's, you can get the socket one where it's like a club, and you can get the other one that's the two bones. That's your radius and your ulna. So again, comparative anatomy. So your radius is smaller than your ulna, and it is less fixed. So if you flip, if you uh, flip your hand It goes over, radially around the yeah. ulna. And then the ulna has this big fat notch that makes a U, easy to remember, uh, that is the part that articulates with your humerus. So it's, it, it's the part of that hinge joint. So you can see there are these two 
uh, condyles on your, so condyles kind of is this, uh, this extension, this process, these two condyles on your humerus, and in between that there's a little groove where uh, this U part of your ulna attaches. Then you go down to your hands, so wrists are weird, wrists are freaking crazy. Oh, yeah, something we didn't mention, half of all of your bones are in your wrists and your ankles. Half of all of your bones are in your wrists and your ankles. Not to mention all your fingers. So think think of the size difference of one, the smallest bone in your pinky to your femur. That's pretty crazy. It's a very, very big difference. Or your ear bones. Or your ear bones, even smaller. What is that? The hammer, the hammer? anvil, and stirrup? Ham hammer, anvil, stirrup. Which Real we can talk small. about that at some other point. I don't understand it very the well. The evolution of it is pretty interesting. Because mm. it came from... Um, you can trace those bones all the way back to uh, l uh, lizards. Whoa. Like, um, what are they called? Diapsids? I think you go all the Dimitridons? way... Dimitridons? Like that. Is those, are those the finback things? Yeah. yeah. Dimitridon. Dimitridon their... is not a dinosaur. Yeah. Putting that out there, that's just... They are more closely related to mammals. But anyway, um, when you're talking about evolutionary biology, uh, talking about like Lucy... Uh, if uh, things that are like Homo, Homo habilis, Homo neanderthalis, Australopithecus, things that are hominids, uh, a, one of the most conclusive ways to prove that something is not a human, a Homo sapien uh, uh, species, is looking at their wrist bones. Interesting. Because uh, um, wrists and ankles, but I think mostly wrists, because uh, the shape of their hands is a, is a pretty big deal, and it's pretty varied between huh. uh, species. Well, I mean, you think opposable thumbs are a big deal. So you said humanity's two biggest tools are super big brain and opposable thumbs with which to carry out the actions. Um, so all of this motion, you know, wiggle your fingers and your hands. Um, yeah. That's, that's an incredible amount of dexterity. If you can uh, press, pressing your thumb into your other fingers is the opposing part. That's the, you are literally opposing the movement of each finger, and that's what opposable thumbs are. And uh, not a lot of things do that. Some, some interesting examples um, is like, uh, what is it? Like a koala. Koalas can do it. Koalas are weird. Koalas have fingerprints, huh. which is not normal. They're the only thing that isn't a primate that has fingerprints. Interesting. And it's because they climb trees. That it just kind of- You gotta have so good grip. That um, makes sense. So that'd be convergent evolution. They also have two thumbs. Like these two fingers are thumbs, and then these other ones are the other fingers. Huh. Have you ever seen, do you want to look at a picture? Sure. It's, it's pretty interesting. So the mesa bones in your wrist are called the carpals. That's why you have carpal tunnel. Uh, and then the mesa bones in your ankle are called the tarsals. And then the really long ones called the meta you get your metacarpals up in your hand. Or conversely, your, your metatarsals. Your metatarsals down your foot. And then you have uh, your phalanges. Both your fingers and your toes are all called phalanges, just to confuse you. <laughs> <laughs> so you change two of them, but not the other one. Uh, so your phalanges, right, are all of the bones in your knuckles. So think, look at your pointer finger. You've got two bends there. So you've got three bone segments. So on all of your four fingers, you've got three. Whereas on your th thumb, you have two. So there's 14 total phalanges uh, on either your hands or your feet. 
and then your right so your wrist your carpal bones there's two rows of four they've all got really weird names notably there's the hamate which has this big old hook um, so that's uh, uh, on your pinky side of your wrist so you have the carpal bones which are in your wrist then you also have the tarsal bones which make up your ankle uh, so again they're homologous to each other but they've grown in different sizes uh, so you've got your big fat heel bone it's huge compared to the smaller ones that are in the front of your foot what's that one called what's your heel called it's Cal gotta be in this it's cal calcaneus bone right cal calcaneus that's your calcaneus bone is your uh, your heel bone so you have you have a homologous bone in your wrist it's just not shaped like that at all but you need a big old you need a big old base so you can stand upright on it you know, you're not using your feet to make sandwiches or anything. You need uh, you need to stand on. I bet you'd train like a, a chimpanzee to do something like that, because <laughs> that's that's a big part of, like I said, um, looking at the differences between hominids. Uh, part of it is looking at the feet because you went from our closest living relative is is a chimp, and chimps' hands and feet are almost identical. Hmm. They have thumbs, and because they're really good at climbing trees. But then when you get to something like a human being. Our feet are specifically evolved for running on and not much else. And they're not great because that's the thing about evolution is it's just good enough. And that's why there's so many problems with us being upright. Uh, there was a good one they talked about in Louis, the Louis C.K. show. Oh, yeah. That he went to his doctor and he's talking about why does my back hurt. And he's like, you see, nature took a clothesline and turned it into a flagpole. <laughs> and then he basically just told him he's shit out of luck, <laughs> which was really good. That's but, awesome. Because that's why people often don't like standing up for long periods of time and their feet hurt when you stand up a lot. And it's because even though we evolved to be marathon runners, nobody likes to run marathons. Human <laughs> beings did it because if they didn't, they would have died. And now we're at the point where you don't have to do it, so people get fat. That's why you sit. Yeah. That's why you we're, sit. We're sitting right now. We don't have to, but we want to. <laughs> so you talk about other things like that don't really make sense or like just like it's bad, bad. It's the system we got and it works, but it's not a great system. You talk about the knees. The human knee is not an effective joint to be able to make that happen. So you got the lower, uh, the lower part of your femur. It's got the two big condyles, um, and then in between those condyles, what's a condyle? So you think like a, like a California condyle. If you if you uh, made the peace sign and then drop down your the rabbit ears, you make that kind of shape. It's that's at the end of a bone. It's a condyle. Uh, oh, so that's a stereotypical dog bone. It's the two bumps at the end. The two bumps at the end. All right, cool. So it creates a notch. A channel that something else can articulate with and then you've got two notches coming out that can cut they're usually rounded um, they'd be padded with a bunch of cartilage so your knee is really made up at the end of your femur then you have this specific floating bone which is called the patella um, patella is just a plate it just protects all the cartilage so think about how much time you spend on your knee it's just on a bone that's just kind of hanging out there it's not fused to anything then you have the top of the tibia so the tibia and the fibia are analogous to the radius and ulna, so they're the two bones of your shin. The bigger one is the tibia, so that's the main one. The fibia, the fibia is the one that does the rotating. So what's the one when you? What's the one that's your shin? The shin is your tibia. Good to know. It's your big, big fatty, and then behind, I could. Uh, Let's look at the picture. 
To the picture. Number 24. Tibia. Tibia's up front. You're right. You're right, T-Sir. And that little bugger off to the side is the fibula. Yep, so the fibula is analogous to the radius. So your knee doesn't work well. It doesn't make sense. So people have knee problems all the time. Uh, That's why, going back to ostriches, if you look at birds, um, they're... Their hips and legs are very shaped very differently from us. But if you look at the thing that has essentially become their knee, which is really um, uh, their ankle, even though it's because their bones are very, very different, uh, their, their knee essentially bends backwards. Hmm. So if you look at birds uh, when they're walking, uh, the part where we would call a knee is actually bent backwards. The middle bend, which yeah. like you think about where a knee is, it's the middle bend. Uh, your knee goes forward and then the two bones go back. It's it's the exact opposite with birds because it's if you it's more efficient. If you That's go, why they can run sixty miles an hour. If you go next step down from the joint of your knee to the joint ish of your ankle, you've got that angle going from your shin to your toe is pointing forward. That's their quote unquote knee. That's their analogous middle joint. Um, or even you look at like dogs have weird different shaped bones than we do. There's a word for, for that running. because they they run essentially on their tiptoes and it's called um, dactyl something. Because dactyl, like pterodactyl, dactyl means fingers. And uh, they, there's a Latin word that literally means finger walker. Huh. I forget the word, it escapes me, but it's dactyl something, like dactyl motion, dactyl locomotion. But they have a lot of problems. Like cats and dogs have lots and lots of problems because what is essentially their are like their shin bones is really their elongated fingers. So it helps you can th rationalize it evolutionarily. Like they 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 get up higher, uh -huh. so they have longer legs. They can run faster. They can look up over you know grassland or whatever. And it's a longer lever. Like you look at yeah. um, you look at horses. All of the all of the bones having to do with the rest. And the legs are very, very much longer. You need a longer lever. You can push up harder. And they've gone to the next extreme of going all the way up onto their fingernails. So a horse's hoof is analogous to our fingernails. It's all that same um, type of tissue. And it's just just overgrown. So they're running around tippy 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 toes on their on – their, uh, they're fused. So it's a big, big, big old fused bone with a crazy, crazy fingernail. Yeah, what we would think of as their knee is really um, like a finger knuckle because their their entire leg is a modified finger, which is nuts. That's so crazy. that's why I do this is because they're essentially flipping you off when they're running because their entire <laughs> leg is their is what was their middle fingers because wow. there are there are situations where um, horses can develop um, extra fingers that come out the side of their leg. And uh, in throughout history, I can show you pictures. Not, I don't remember any photographs, but I know in ancient times, like I know Kangaskhan had some, and like some Caesars had some. That when these horses were born, they were immediately um, treated as like the best war horses huh. because there was a psychological factor. Like this is some weird demon stuff going on. Huh. Why does this horse have these extra legs sticking out the side? So they're vestigial. Not really vestigial because that's not the right it's word. Development deformity. Yeah, it's a deformity, uh, but it's uh, it's like if a human was born with like a, a, um, a sixth finger or something. So it's not a big deal, um, but it's just like a little quirk. Hmm. Uh, and it's and it's there. We have found not we, 
Um, there have been fossil evidence of uh, the transition fossils between having multiple fingers going into one finger huh. because there are there are two hooved animals and they're essentially on standing on um, giving the peace sign when they're standing on you. So you think like deer mm-hmm. like that, uh, cows. Um, so it's I think there's, camels. Oh, yeah, camels. Um, whereas elephants are three. So they've they've chosen to settle elephants, rhinos, I think hippopotami, um, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, are similar concept, but on three. So if you look at like the nails of a of the pad of an elephant foot is three. So anatomical anomalies started with the appendicular skeleton. We got all the way through developmental bio. We got we got some evolutionary bio in there. We got tons of comparative uh, anatomy, convergent evolution. I think we learned a few things today. Do you have anything you wanna you wanna close with? Say at the end. No. I love boning. Good. <laughs>